Hey babe, you're listening to episode 86 of the Beam Life Podcast, using an understanding human design with human design expert and podcast host, Kara Dempsey. Kara is the host of the Flowductivity Podcast, which I highly recommend, especially if you like the topic we're talking about today. She inspires and empowers beings to embrace self-love and self-development for easily achievable balance and productivity. Understanding how you are uniquely built is the key to a life full of ease and purpose. Her goal is to guide others to uncover their gifts. I was truly blown away by her reading of my human design chart. Now, human design is something I was aware of prior to our conversation, but I was only just beginning and scratching the surface. And even Kara, who's been doing this for years, is still only scratching the surface of this complex but super cool tool that we can use to better understand, you know, ourselves and and each other, really. So human design is, you know, a free chart that you can create using your uh, place of birth, date of birth, and time of birth. That's the only information you need. Um, I put in the show notes where you can create your free human design chart. So if you want to do that either before or after the episode, um, I highly recommend it. And then you can kind of follow along with, you know, the descriptions of the different types and to see if this resonates with you. I would love for you to DM me and let me know what your human design type is and if you feel that you identify it with it. Um, I know Kara is creating a lot of tools. I will also put that in the show notes for you to be able to better understand your charts. Uh, When I tell you that I went down a rabbit hole with uh, my partner and I after this conversation, um, it was deep, y'all. I mean, I was deep in human design and I am becoming obsessed to the point that I want to know more about this so I can use it as a coach to better just have some intuition and insight and things to share with my clients. So that's enough of that. Let's get this party started. You're going to love this. Um, and I'm super excited to hear how this resonates with you. So let's get going, babe. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Kara, how's it going? I am so, so, so excited to be back in conversation with you. I know that I was just a guest on your podcast, but this is really only our second conversation. So I'm looking forward to not only introducing you to the Beam Life audience and community and listeners, but also to getting to know you more. So thanks so much for joining us today. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and get to know you and your audience a little better. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to dive into something super interesting today, which is human design. And I feel so fortunate that our paths cross because human design is something I found out about maybe a year ago. I did my chart 
thought it was cool, but then never really did anything with it, never explored it more. And I am super into wanting to know more, but I just am like, I want someone to give me the top details. So that's really what we're going to be, you know, talking about today. But before we get into all that, I would love for you to share your story and a little bit about who you are and why human design and talking about all of this, you know, connectivity and wellness and our cycles and all that kind of good stuff is so important and relevant to you. Yeah, of course. I was a hairstylist for 19 years and I my immune system started to shut down after having my second child and I just felt like I was swimming upstream. I felt like the world was against me. I felt like I could not catch up in life. And I started to get to know my body more and kind of detox it. And one of the things that I did in the process was getting off birth control. And it just opened the idea of understanding what a cycle is because my body had never really knew how to experience one without birth control. And so that's that's honestly one of the defining moments of where I took control of my life. And I saw the correlation of understanding how I'm built and using that in my daily and work life. And that's when I started to see my cycle, the phases, and how if you use those phases in your daily life, it becomes easier. And so the more I found out about my cycle, I became connected to myself. And then I also came into the idea of human design. And once I heard my human design, I was blown away. It was like, oh, that is me. Why am I trying to be someone else? And that was kind of the idea of it was I was still meant to be a hairdresser. I just, in my own life, I didn't have the boundaries. I did not have the self-care. There were so many things that were leading me to burning out. But in the process of coming back to myself, I say that human design and my cycle literally healed me and brought me back to life. Mm. I lost, you know, about 70 pounds and I was able to take me for who I am and empower myself. And it was just that internal work that brought me through and then just being able to connect with my intuition. And I will hands down give that connection to my cycle and human design because that's how I found it again. Oh, what a great story. And I had forgotten that, you know, you had also gone through a weight loss transformation similar to me, although I wish I had done it the first time knowing my body and my hormones and not starving myself and doing it the wrong way. But this last time was the right way. So would you say that because of your own personal experience and transformation that this is like why you like helping other women or is there what how what did that transition look like going from hairstylist to what you're doing now ultimately it was the pandemic it allowed me to shut down i didn't know how to stop planning things i didn't know how to focus on the moment and so the opportunity of the pandemic for me i mean i know there was so much you know, loss and terrible that came out of it. 
but for me, I didn't know how to shut down. I didn't know how to be in my body. I didn't know how to be present with my family. And so having that opportunity to just kind of stop was really the moment to say, wow, like this doesn't feel good to me. Thinking about having to go back to work didn't feel good to me. And to be honest, I had this meditation back in February of 2020. So before the pandemic started and it was me not doing hair. There was no hair about it. It was being able to focus on myself and be present with my kids. And ultimately I looked at it and I kind of laughed like that is not a reality for me. So why did that come into my Mm -hmm. head? And then fast forward, you know, three, four months later, I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is the exact feeling I had in that meditation. And so it was stopping forcing what should happen and kind of letting go of control was the moments where things changed for me. That's so big. And I, I'm sure a lot of listeners can resonate. I know I can, where for me, it started the, before the pandemic with a divorce, but similar things where sometimes these huge events sort of force us to look at things in a different light, in a different way, because we have to, not because we want to. Through through all of this and your journey, how did you specifically stumble across human design? I was a part of a community when I had started this journey. I would say that I started somewhat of a spiritual awakening before the pandemic And ultimately, the moment I had was, this is all happening for me, not to me. And that was literally the second mindset shift into that. And so I found myself yearning for a community that did not look down on the idea of spirituality. And so this community had different types of you know, self-investment, different things to kind of bring awareness. And it's one of them was human design. And so I sat in this class and just the little bit that she said resonated with me. So that was like my first step. And then I booked a one-on-one session with her. And again, it was like more confirmation. And I've done other things since, but I got to a point where it was like, I want to know so I can help other people because it was so life-changing for me that like, I wanted to share that knowledge because I don't, feel I think it's coming becoming popular now. I think it still has too much of a woo-woo edge to it. And I think it's going to become more mainstream as it comes out because people resonate with some parts of it, maybe not all of it, but it is something that some parts of it resonate now. Some may have in the past and some may in the future. It's kind of like an astrology chart. It's ever evolving. So it's like take take what is working for you and then leave what doesn't. And so long story, it was ultimately a class I sat in and I ever since have been trying to grasp at little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I mean, it's quite complex. There's a lot of pieces, it seems to it. And we've talked about it now for the first, you know, 10 minutes of this episode, but we haven't really shared for those listening what human design actually is. So I'd love for you to share like 
what is human design? How does someone find their chart? How do we use it? All that kind of like the 411. Yeah. So human design is a logical system that brings together the principles of I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, the Hindu Brahmin chakra system, and quantum physics. Your human design chart, which is called a body graph, is calculated using date, time, and place to reveal your genetic design. So ultimately, it accesses your body's consciousness as a decision-making tool and how you can live your true, authentic self. So you can get a free chart many different ways. One that I use is the Jovian Archive. We can put the link in the show notes if that's okay. That is just the free version that breaks it down. But it's complex when you look at it. It is kind of overwhelming. And so in the process of me diving more into human design, I've actually created this concept of taking these charts and making them personalized and interactive. So when you're ready to learn more about your type, you can click a button and learn about your type. And when you want to learn about your you know, inner authority, how you make decisions, you can click on that and learn more. And then even more into it, the different channels and the gates. And it's like, there's so much to it. Even, you know, a few years into it, I'm still learning new stuff about my chart. And I just like to have it all in one place. And so while I appreciate a one-on-one or a group class on it, I feel like I'm the type of person that I want something that I can reference to, to say, you know, ooh, let me see if this is connected because I'm having something to do with my mind and my crown and what what channel can this maybe be going through and how could I harness that energy? Oh, that's so good. I know. I, I can't wait to have some time free up so that I can explore this more because like I said, it's been something that has been on my mind and and I'm I'm so glad that our paths cross. This is so great. Such an education. There's different types of human designs, right? Can you mm-hmm. explain what, you know, those types? And I guess it's, it's to listeners, I guess the best way to sort of, uh, it's almost like zodiac signs, right? Like there's different zodiac signs, also different human design types, but there's not as many. So I'd love for you to share what the types are and kind of, you know, a quick overview in general of what they mean. Yeah. So the types, sometimes I will put this up front. Some people are very disappointed when they learn their type because there's a few (laughs) very unique ones and people want to be the 1% or the 8%. But here's the deal. You know, there are types that are meant to do all the work. They They can harness that energy. And that is the majority of people is the ones that can harness the energy and do the things. So don't be disappointed if you're not the special one, because your chart is special. Every little bits and pieces of it is special. And so while your type might not not feel special, there are gates and channels that you harness that other people don't. And so while there's, I feel like three main important aspects of a chart, Every little piece is so important and is different. And it's like your astrology chart where it's like, you know, your sun sign might not resonate, but your moon and your rising may. So again, take what you want, leave what you, you know, you don't. And so I'll go through, there's five different types. So the most, I'm going to start with the most rare. It's the reflector. It's only 1% of the population. 
And they're not self-theme, which ultimately means when disappointment comes up for a reflector, that means they're not living in their design. They are working against how they're built. And so anytime you feel that not self-theme, that's a moment for you to take a step back and say, ooh, okay, how can I reassess? Where can I bring in the energy that I have into this? And so a reflector has all nine energy centers open, which makes them incredibly adaptable, highly changeable creatures. They serve Mm -hmm. as mirrors to those around them, and they illuminate energies and situations that others may not have thought of or wanted to see. And so that is the rare one there. I've never met a reflector yet to, to do that. So that kind of tells how rare they are. The next one is a projector. I find that when someone finds their projector, they are relieved because they feel like they are not built like everyone else. And so a projector's idea is they need recognition and inclusion. So for them to really stand in their true power, they need to be recognized and seen before they kind of go into anything. They have to be, they have to wait to be invited. So if they jump into something, people will not see their value. And then internally, they're not going to feel good about it. So they're meant to be waiting in the wings. They need to be waited to be invited. And you yearn to be included and recognized for your accomplishments. You're born to use your gifts from a a position of appreciation. And when you're not living in your design as a projector, you'll have bitterness and be in comparison. I I feel like I know a couple projectors here. Yeah, I I have a lot of friends that are projectors and it's like the more I share with them, they're like, oh, I feel seen. And then that's ultimately what I feel like human design is, is once I talk about the certain aspects that feel true to someone, they're like, oh, I can be that person. It's very empowering to see because then you know where your energy comes from. You know where to harness it within your energy centers. And then you become powerful because you know where your strengths are and you know when you shouldn't push through something that you're not meant for. That's kind of the the great thing of human design. So we're going to go to manifesting generator. That is me. I would say that I'm multi-passionate. I like to do a lot of things. I don't like to be held to one. So some people it can be overwhelming because they're like, you have so many tabs open. And I'm like, that's just the way I work. <laughs> so You're like, that's like my brain manif- too. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like the moment of truth. I personally have a sacral response. That's a whole nother topic, but I know when something feels true to me, I can feel it in my body. And so when I realized I had this power and I could listen to it, it's changed everything for me. I know when something feels good and I know when doesn't. So I have that moment of truth inside. When I get angry or frustrated, that is when I know I am working against my design. So as a manifesting generator, it's most people cannot keep up with my productivity. I have a built-in gut response and that when I'm connected to my body, uh, I'm, t- I'm pretty fast when I put my mind to it. We can see there's a direct re- connection between the sacral and the throat. So when I start something, I do it fast and I skip steps without doing it. But in my vision, it's 
trying to create a new pathway. I'm trying to create bridge two totally different topics together because I see a connection that other people might not see. That's how I see it as a manifesting generator. That's beautiful. I love that. And then a generator, which that is what Caitlin is, you need to listen to your gut. Your not self theme is frustration. And you're, you're here to transform ideas into something tangible and enjoy the process. So rushing through life or having the pressure to get it done as soon as possible is very unhealthy for your design energetically. So that is where you'll head to burnout is when you have that rush to it. Mm. And yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it's that, that hard of that hustle mentality. I know we've had that conversation before. And so learning, unlearning the hustle is kind of, yes, is the hard part as a generator. Absolutely. I work hard at it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I do the same. Like my design is meant to do a lot, but I also find when I push through and I don't listen to my sacral response, I end up getting depleted really quickly. So it's finding that balance. Yes. The last, the last one we have is a manifester and manifestors make it happen. Their not self theme is anger. So to kind of go back to a manifesting generator, they have a not self theme of frustration and angle anger. They both, you know, we, I have both of them. And let me tell you, finding that moment between that frustration and anger, it's hard, but you know, when it pops up, it's time to kind of take a breath. And so as a manifester, they make up 8% of the world's population. And so they are also rare. They make it happen. They were meant to do the things. Festers can do it alone and they don't need anyone to drive them. The thing with manifestors, though, is they were probably blocked as a child, being told to sit down, be quiet, which can lead to rebellion or inner rage as a manifestor, or even worse, shutting down and not listening to their body. So I think a lot of the designs were probably forced to be a different way, maybe not so much manifesting generators, but people, you know, Knowing other people's designs is also a life-changing thing for me, my husband, and my children to know that the certain things I can do, they're not equipped to. And also how I make decisions is very different than how my husband makes decisions. So that's changed a lot of communication with those that I know their charts. Yeah. What is your husband? What's his type? He's a generator as well. Okay. That's awesome. So you, yep. both of you guys are like, go with your gut. Let's make these decisions. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. He needs a few days to make a decision, whereas I know instantly. And if I don't get an instant sign, it doesn't mean it's a no or a yes. I'm just not going to make a decision until I have a no or a yes. So I always tell people, mm. like, I can't give you an answer right now. And if that doesn't please you, then it will have to be a no. And that's been one of the most powerful things I've done not pleasing people just because. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful not only as, you know, a manifesting generator but to have boundaries and know yourself enough to be able to create that is beyond 
most people's wildest dreams, but it is possible. And that's the thing that I hope people take away from this conversation is that, you know, not to be so hard on yourself. We are all truly designed unique and differently. And so much of the time we are working against our natural state, whether it's through our cycle, like you mentioned, through human design, it people were in relationships with, we're just working so unnatural and it causes so much friction. So at the very least, I hope someone, you know, everyone listening will go and do their human design, share what they are and tag us in it because I am yeah. curious to see what kind of community the Beam Life listeners are. I'm like, oh, what's our what's our human design here? Like, what are we at? Who do we have here? So no. thanks for breaking down those types. You were gracious enough to do my chart. So as I you know mentioned at the beginning, we are new friends. And so there's not a whole lot that you could just know about me because we don't know each other. So I would love for you to share just looking at my chart, what comes up for you and what do you see and read just based off, yeah, what what's showing up. And I find it fascinating because like I said, I, I'm going to probably figure most of it is true. And there's no way for you to know know it based just based off my chart. Yeah, I want to share a channel of yours because I think it is very fitting for what you do. And so I love to look at the channels that are either conscious or unconscious. If it's conscious, it's something that hopefully you're harnessing that energy. If it's unconscious, it means that it might be something from your lineage that, you know, has been passed on to you. And sometimes what happens too is when someone is around someone that fills their chart, they might activate that channel. So it's always cool to see two people's charts on top of each other to see where maybe they could like complete those different aspects. So the channel of enterprise, you have a desire to improve everything in the world through your communication skills and your creativity. You tend to be innovative in your execution to tend to that moment. You believe what you can bring can change the world. You have great communication skills, but also, but also keep things light by not taking life too seriously. You want to get to the heart of the matter, diffuse conflict, and help someone communicate their desires. What you say comes from the heart and can be compelling and persuasive. Because you have adaptability in your entrepreneur, you may, you, that may be in your realm, you, having a defined spleen will help you use your intuition for the right ventures and projects. And so I just feel like everything you're doing is mm. this channel. There's a reason why that channel is connected for you. That's so interesting because, you know, last night I was having this conversation with my partner and I'm like, I just launched this new program and I was like, you know, Everything will happen the way it's supposed to, and the people and the clients who are meant to be in this program will come. But I know that this program in 10 years from now is going to change the world. And I literally <laughs> said that exact verbiage last night because I'm like, I wholeheartedly believe that you know, the work that people like me and you do is life-changing and world-changing and is important stuff. So 
I love that. And it's funny that I literally just said that last night. But when you say channels, explain a little bit more about what that means for both me and listeners. Yeah. So I'm going to hold up. I know you said that some of this will be on video. So I'm just going to hold up the chart so they can see. Ultimately, a channel is where two numbers connect. And so a gate is a number and then a channel is what is colored in, whether it's black or red. And if it's black, gotcha. that means it's conscious and hopefully you're harnessing that energy. If it's red, it may need, it might not come through until a certain situation comes through. It's kind of dependent when that comes shining through. And so the one I just said is mostly conscious. It's got a little bit of unconscious, but it is it is conscious all the way through. So that means that it seems like you're harnessing it. And then looking from afar, I totally feel like you're harnessing that. That's really cool. So are there channels that, so there's channels that just aren't open conscious or unconscious for people, right? Like there's just not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. found that most people only really have one or two completely conscious channels, if that. And so that was one thing I found in your chart was you had, you have three completely conscious channels. And I'm not sure I've really seen that that often. So not only are all but one of your centers defined, also you have channels. So you have a lot of energy to be harnessed. So you are meant, I feel like you are meant to change the world. I <laughs> got the energizer, energizer bunny for sure. So yeah. is this, can human design also be, so it's kind of like part personality, part uh, to sort of help us use it as a tool to maybe, can it be to like help people find careers, relationships, more in tune with intuition? How could someone really use their chart that you've seen? I would I would say the most life-changing thing for me was using it to make decisions. And it sounds crazy that a graph that someone came up with in the 80s is something that I use to make my decisions. But ever since I've used it, I feel like the people, places, resources, everything that I've desired in my business have come forth. And so, for example, my decision-making strategy is my sacral. So I can feel it in my gut if it's a yes. And I know that you also have a sacral, and we've talked about this in my episode that we recorded that, you know, you can feel it. And when you know, when you know that actually is a thing and that's how you should feel your decisions, it's very empowering. So that is the first thing for me is being able to make decisions on that. There's also a little extra to that is I need to wait to respond. And so if I just went up to someone and was like, human design is the best thing ever, I would probably repel that person. I am built to wait. If I was like, hey, there's this thing, human design, and then maybe in a week or so they looked into it and then said, I want to know more, they're going to be drawn to that energy that I want to talk to them about. But if I don't wait for that, I'm going to repel people. So that's also another thing is just knowing literally how you're built and how you can use it in your home and work life. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Just being able to understand also communication styles. I feel like it should be an application requirement for most places. (laughs) 
When I was going through the process of looking for a VA last year, I was like, I do want to know your chart just so I can see. And it's like, it doesn't mean that like, because I'm a manifesting generator, I can't work with a projector. But like I was saying before, if I'm around someone and all of our energy centers are defines like we're going to harness a lot of energy together. And so I want to utilize that. I want someone to fill in where I'm lacking. And so I can see that visually in in a chart. And so for us, you and I, we almost have all of them connected except for one. So it is knowing that where that I feel like I can tell by looking at someone's chart, how we're going to connect in a certain way like that. Uh, I love that. So yeah, and I, I mean, I don't want to cut you off. So if there's anything else you want to share about the chart, feel free. Other than that, I'd love for you to kind of talk about, I know you mentioned one source, but if there's anywhere else you recommend for someone to be able to kind of do their chart or to be able to connect with you, give us give us all the details or anything that you feel like you want to share that we've missed. Yeah, of course. I am in the works of just finalizing these interactive charts. It's ultimately taking a chart you would get off of, um, like I said, the GN archive, but I'm making it interactive. So when you, you can literally click every aspect of the chart and learn more about it at your own pace. I find that one-on-ones are awesome, but sometimes it's so much information and it's hard to kind of take in. And I love looking at stuff over time. So I feel like a lot of people are loving this idea of an interactive chart. I haven't really seen it anywhere else. So I really hope it helps bring the awareness to it. And in hopes to get people more interested, I am going to make a free version of a chart. It's not going to be personalized for you, but it will help break down what a type is what a decision-making strategy is and what the energy centers are. So if you want to learn more about just the basis of it, it's just something free to show you what an interactive chart can do and to give more background of it because it is such a new concept to some people and I don't want it to feel overwhelming. So I think the charts will help. So that is one way. You can go to my website, karadempsey.com. There will be a link for to sign up for the waitlist when they become active and there'll be just a soft opening with them. And then I'll hopefully have more options for more personalized ones as well. That's so great. And you've mentioned like energy centers a couple times too. So to go back to that, so energy centers are different than channels, different than gates, all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. more of like our main, like our center kind of thing, how we yes operate? How you operate. They are ultimately think of chakras. They're very connected okay. to a chakra system. There's a couple other ones in there than the basis of the chakra system. But if you were to look at the chart, they're ultimately the squares, the triangles that are colored in. They mean different if they're colored in or if they're white. That's the difference between them. And so just even making the free version that I want to have for people, you can click on the different centers and knowing which one is open and which one is defined, colored, will help teach you, you know, if you wanted to do your own research on your yourself, because I I find that I don't want to like gate 
gatekeep. I want people to be able to learn this because I know when they learn their design, they will do powerful things. So I just want to like open up the knowledge as much as I can to people. What a gift. Thank you so much for your time and energy and explaining this. You know, it's so funny when I got my chart for the first time and yours was even in more detail than the first one I got. I felt like I was in like a, an anatomy class. I'm like, what is this? And it feels like it looks very overwhelming and complicated. So I appreciate you making it approachable and, you know, something that we can understand and also use because it's so, so, so valuable and important. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I know our listeners are going to have so many takeaways from this. And I hope that all of you share your human design, share either your chart or your type and tag us on Instagram. And we would love to see what comes out of this call. So thanks again, everyone. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Bean Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.